I'm Naomi Hopple, and this is Vibrant Sunshine Behind the Scenes. Join me as I grow my organic cold-pressed juicery to the next level. As a lover of podcasts, I started this show because I noticed a significant gap in the voices of small business owners like me. So oftentimes, brick-and-mortar business owners are invisible. We exist behind the scenes, and our struggles and triumphs are uncelebrated and unseen. My hope is that this show will inspire other entrepreneurs as I document and share my own journey. Thanks for being here. This past week, I turned 37 years old, and I also hit the 10-year mark, the 10-year anniversary of the incorporation of the Pittsburgh Juice Company when I was 27 years old. And it's got me thinking a lot about longevity, of businesses. It really has me just considering what it takes to get to the next level and what works and what doesn't and why our business is still around. A lot of our customers from day one are actually still around with us and we are endlessly grateful. And I really do believe that quality, consistency, community, and purpose are the driving factors there. There is overwhelming data in the United States that shows that 20% of new businesses fail during their first two years, 45 fail during their first five years, 65% of businesses will fail during their first 10 years of business. This is the kind of thing that you just hear again and again, you know, you're like, oh, am I going to make it past my first or second year? And then you do. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, the likelihood you'll make it to five years. All right, well, now we're at 10 years, right? Guess what? Another 10% of businesses fail between 10 and 15 years. Does it ever end? Now, it does raise a question of what is failure actually? Failure sometimes just means putting yourself first, Failure sometimes means weighing the benefits to the cost of spending all your waking hours running a business. Failure sometimes just means prioritizing your personal life. I have failed plenty of times myself. Actually, one of the upcoming podcasts is going to be a comprehensive list of my failures, which for better or worse, I have become completely desensitized to over the course of the last decade failure in business, I think, is necessary in order for growth and learning. And letting go of the ego that notates that as a horrible thing and a derogatory term. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine sent me a text message with a link to an article called Why Rates of Suicide and Depression Are So High for Entrepreneurs. And then she said, how are you? And I told her, I'm still alive. So it's real. Um, I appreciated reading the article. There are a lot of weights on entrepreneurs. The same friends, when she found out that we're opening a cafe, said, you're crazy. Like I said earlier, you weigh the positives, the benefits, and the costs to yourself and your family and your lifestyle, and you make a decision. And as far as Vibrant Sunshine Juicery Cafe goes, my husband and I talked about it, thought about it for a long time, and we agreed that in this case for the Pittsburgh Juice Company and Vibrant Sunshine, really there's no way out but up. 
I have been working on this brand and this business for so long and put so much time and effort into it. And to close it now because of the amount of work that needs to be done on a daily basis, as opposed to putting in more work to be able to bring it all together in a more manageable way that is cohesive and purposeful for everyone involved is the only way. It's the only way out. Not that we're looking to actually get out, but we would like to be able to spend a little more low-key time with our family than having to worry about what's going on in the business 24-7. So today I wanted to talk about, more than anything, the current economy and something that has been termed sizeflation that has come into my awareness as a consumer and as a product developer. Sizeflation is a conundrum that has occurred to counteract the rising costs of things. And basically what happens is you go to the grocery store and you buy that thing that you always buy, but you bring it home and you realize that whereas the bag was maybe half full previously, now it's only like a third full. Or the 12 pack of cans is now only a nine pack of cans and you're paying the same price. So you're getting less and you're paying the same. So you're paying more for less, but it feels trickier than that. It feels deceptive because you as a loyal customer aren't getting what you expect and what you have always expected. It doesn't feel honest. And it's something that we have to deal with. There are decisions that we have to make as business owners with inflation and rising costs. We have to decide how to maintain that, how to harness it, and how to package and sell it. And in my case, as a juicery owner, as a seller of packaged drinks, there are some contributing factors to the way that I think. But at the end of the day, in 2023, people aren't less thirsty than they were in 2013 or in 2019 before the pandemic and inflation occurred. People still come out of their hot yoga class next door and they want to guzzle a juice. So... If they have four less ounces or even two less ounces, it probably won't be as satisfying. In our case, we have decided to maintain our size and up the prices as they have to be priced um, with, you know, labor and cost of goods and materials and shipping all factored into that. Now, there's something else that is unique to our business at the Pittsburgh Juice Company. It's because we reuse and recycle our bottles. So our glass bottles are used countless times. Um, their lifetime could be many years, depending on who purchases them and how and when they are returned. It's a wonderful program in which we've actually saved over the course of 10 years 200,000 bottles from the landfill. Now I'm pretty sure that's the equivalent of about four box trucks of bottles so I'm pretty proud about it. I'm pretty ecstatic that we have been able to make such a significant impact as such a small company and in so many cases you just feel like what you do is useless like you recycle something and you think is this even actually getting recycled at the end of the chain or is it actually just going back into the trash but when you are literally reusing something you know 100 percent that you're making an impact so 
we are ecstatic that that is something that we are enabled to do with our glass bottles. But with that said, it does sort of lock us in to our size, our 16 ounce bottles. And the industry in general is going small. Everything is getting smaller. Everything's getting more expensive. So we, with our bottle return program, have hundreds of thousands of bottles out there. And if we were to change sizes, we would not be able to accept returns, accept rewards, give credits, or save things from the landfill. So it's just a consideration that I never really thought about <laughs> when we first started out this program. And all said, it is scary to offer a perishable product that is so expensive. And, you know, if it weren't to sell, there could be a lot of waste. And if I wasn't so locked into this size, I might have tried something differently. But being so committed to the 16 ounce size really encouraged me to push forward and I've been pleasantly surprised at the value placed on our juices by our customers. They do trust that we are making the necessary decisions that we're not just sitting back here, like reaping all the benefits of inflation, obviously. I'm sure there are some people who, who are reaping those benefits, but your local food makers are probably not those people. So I am extremely grateful. At the end of the day, the fact is that our loyal customers are not necessarily the most wealthy people in town. They are people who value good, nutritious food and the impact that it makes on your body and on your life. So those are the ones that know what they're paying for, and they're the ones who come back, and they're the ones who support us, and they're the reason why we're in business and that we can continue to be throughout these times. So what I was getting at with sizeflation is I'm a Taurus. I'm a very loyal friend and I'm an extremely loyal consumer, almost to a fault. I sign up for subscription services and I will keep them for years. I'll get the same service week by week, every week. And lately I actually have three services and I'm not gonna name them, but I've been extremely disappointed in how they've responded to the times. And these are all internet-based subscriptions where you order something, you order it week by week over time expecting consistency and the same thing. But when it shows up at your door, it's about 50% the size. Now, we talked about that. We talked about sizeflation. But on another note, there is this scalability factor where some of these companies are just getting so big that they are acquired by someone or they get like a cost efficiency manager in and they find ways to cut corners, make things simple. And the end result is really just that you don't get the quality that you're expecting and that you're accustomed to. That's been on my mind a lot this week because of where we are in our journey with our own business and the big moves that we're making this year. Just how do we scale and yet keep that unique essence that makes us an artisanal juicery, makes us somebody that you can trust with your money and your investment. I'm sending out today a lot of appreciation to our longtime customers. When we hire new employees at the juice company, we always tell them that 
hey, sometimes if you have a question, the customers might actually answer it for you because in so many cases, they've been around since day one longer than you have. It's a great community and it really provides a reciprocal sense of purpose. We really just love providing fresh, healthy, consumable fruits and vegetables. And I'm so happy that our customer base enables us to continue to do that. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure that we keep up our quality and keep growing in the right direction. This week in Aspenwall, it's been more of the same. A lot of clearing out the old space. We also did some renderings. Adam, my husband, has been just 100% amazing with the efforts that he's putting forth, taking the initiative to figure out what signage is allowed so we can get that project started and the signage up as soon as possible. The parking and the signage are both pretty well underway and just up for final approval. I'm actually posting some stories today that will show you what we're hoping the building will look like once everything's complete. We are also the recipients of a locally financed low-interest loan for small businesses, and this one was specifically for minority and women-owned businesses. There's a lot of organizations out there that offer financing at a local and state level, and I couldn't begin to name you know, what would make sense for your individual business because they are all pretty much targeted toward a specific group of people. But it's so much better than all of those predatory loan sharks that are out there that constantly send you mail. So... We're super excited. Um, it's going to just soften the blow of all the costs we're bringing on up front, like hiring a staff. We need to hire a general manager. We need to buy inventory. And this is all going on before we actually have revenue from the space. So it's great to have a little padding because things tend to get expensive at the last minute when you least expect it. So thank you for being here with me today. And I can't wait to talk about all my failures next time. It'll be a good conversation and I'm excited to share it. So have a great day and I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to give us a follow at Vibrant Sunshine Behind the Scenes. You can find photos posted on my Instagram, that's Green Juice and Yoga, Naomi Hopple, and also on the Vibrant Sunshine Cafe Instagram.